Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Sunday, August 13th, 2017. I have put several hours at this point into Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, I've been playing it on PC. I downloaded it on Steam. Uh, This is Ninja Theory's new game I talked about earlier in the week. Very excited. I'm a big fan of Ninja Theory. I think Heavenly Sword is a very underrated game, as is Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Of course, people know DMC Devil May Cry. Now their newest game, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, is something very different although reminiscent of the kinds of things that they make. It's a very high-quality, AAA, beautiful, beautiful game. I can't overstate how stunning the graphics are on this title. Um, It's a $30 lower price point game. I'm playing it on PC with with the settings maxed out, and man, the character is large in the frame. The acting, acting, you see, in the uh, character model is stunning. And this game really is all about tone. I don't know any game that creates tone better than Hellblade does. Uh, That tone is a disturbing one. It's all about sort of loss of sanity in this Nordic fictional world. Uh, You are uh, venturing into hell, quite literally, to, uh, to save your beloved and it's all Norse mythology and Helheim and uh, Niflnargen and Flygelflargen and, you know, fun stuff like that. Uh, audio cues, there's a lot of uh, crazy audio that's swirling around you throughout the game. Voices in your head. It's kind of conveying this sense of losing grip on reality and losing sanity. All of that stuff, all of the presentation, all of the tone is unbelievable. It really does a number (laughs) on you as you play it. And uh, I can't speak highly enough about just the pure visual and audio grandeur of this game. I mean, it it looks beautiful and it's fun just wandering around this world. It's a horrific hellscape, but when things burst into flames, when there are, you know, uh, these crazy... Hawk people attacking you. There are uh, people uh, burnt at the stake. And it, it's just, it's an incredible thing to behold. How does it play? Well, I think the combat is really fun. It's, uh, it's very visceral, very in-your-face, large character models. You're basically fighting one-on-one at any given time. There can be multiple enemies in your area, and actually you can be attacked from behind by some of them while you're engaging in these one-on-one fights, but because the character models are so large and so and take up so much of the real estate on the screen, you tend to just fight one-on-one, and it feels very real. It feels the animations are all mo-capped and, and stellar, and the, the combat feels so immediate and so in-your-face. It's really impressive. I dig that. The exploration is cool because the universe is an interesting one to wander around in and so pretty to look at, but it's a slow pace. She wa- I mean, there's a button you can have her run, but she kind of jogs, and everything is kind of slow. And the puzzles, such, that, at, such as they are, 
are a little disappointing in my opinion. You tend to find these doors that are locked by runic symbols and you have to create those runic symbols in the environment by peering at the right angle so that trees or shadows or what have you create the right structure for that runic symbol. Which is a clever idea, but it's used way too often and it's pretty frustrating after a while to just sort of keep wandering around hoping you stumble on the the right position to be in to see the symbol. Ultimately, it, it be- comes down to, did you explore the entire area? Because you got to just keep walking around until you get to the right spot. So that's a little disappointing. But all of that is secondary to the fact that this game has a lot of bugs. And I ran into one that made me lose about three hours of progress. And that frustrated me beyond belief. So I don't know if I can completely 100% recommend this game. It is an interesting experience and certainly one for 30 bucks that I'm enjoying. But I haven't gotten to the end because I had to start over. And that right there is the biggest frustration I can imagine in games. It makes me very upset when I have to do that. So I'll tell you, I'll talk to you again when I finish it. But my initial reaction is mixed at best. Are you playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice? Let me know what you think by sending a call-in. Time for a couple of your call-ins now. Remember, you can always call into the show with anything you'd like to talk about. Games you're playing, ideas you have, reactions to things that I've been talking about. All you have to do is load the show onto the Anchor app on your smart device and then click the call-in button, record your voice, and I hear it. It's pretty darn cool. First up, let's listen to Tim, who has been playing a game on iOS that he'd like us to hear about. Hi, Jeff. Uh, This is Tim from New Jersey, and uh, I've loved all your shows, um, you know, since way back in the day. Um, I listen to, you know, all of your your podcasts, and I haven't heard anyone talking about this new iOS game I've been playing a lot. Um, It's called Legends of the Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, it's a card game, kind of Hearthstone-ish, um, but I am obsessed with it, and I was wondering if you've played it or uh, if you had any thoughts on it. I guess it was maybe out before. It's just newly on the, IO, on the iOS store, but uh, it adds some really cool features that I think make it actually a much better game than Hearthstone, and I've been obsessively playing it. Uh, so I was wondering what you thought. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for the call-in, Tim. I actually played... Elder Scrolls Legends, the card game, uh, way back when it was originally released on PC. I can't even remember when that was. And to be honest with you, I have a hard time remembering the game. There's been so many card games, digital card games released in the interim that I barely remember what the game was. I remember liking it, but I don't remember what the game is. And I wish you had mentioned some of the things that have made the game so addictive for you. But I will tell you... I'm going to be doing some traveling this week. I'm heading to New York for a job, and I have a long plane flight ahead of me. So maybe I'll download this one and uh, and play it on my iPad because I'm looking for something to to tide me over. And uh, I actually love some more uh, recommendations if you guys have of mobile games or quick playable games. I'll have my Switch, of course, and I'll have my iPad and my phone. So... Um, I wish I could be playing West of Loathing. That's the game I really want to be playing on the go. But I think that's only available on PC and Linux right now and Mac. 
And I'm not bringing a laptop, I'm just bringing my iPad, so I don't think I can play that. I'll have to look into it. But that's the game I really want to be playing and checking out. But if you guys have suggestions for quick mobile games that are great on a plane, boy, I'd love to get them in the next couple of days because I'm going to be heading out to New York. Uh, I'll be downloading uh, Elder Scrolls Legends and giving it a, a new shot. I'll let you know what I think of it. Thanks for the suggestion, Tim. Next up is a question from Zed that I, to be honest with you, have been avoiding for a while. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? This is Zed over with Otaku Beef, and I'm so glad you're doing Anchor because now I'm going to ask you the question that I've always wanted to ask you for years. I know you're a fan of games like Skyrim and other RPGs, but I want to know what would be your ideal RPG? Uh, what game mechanics? Do you want action type game mechanics? Or do you want turn-based? Do you want open world or do you want linear? Do you, what type of music? If you were to put together your own RPG, what would that look like? Western, JRPG? Anyways, man, big fan. Been following your stuff for years. Uh, yeah, keep it up. Love it. Okay, Zed sent this call in back a while ago, and I loved it, and I've been thinking about it, and I've been avoiding answering it because this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. I love RPGs. He's right about that. I love the Bethesda-style, big, open-world RPGs, and I do love turn-based. I'm a big fan of Divinity Original Sin, and that, that kind of school, that top-down, isometric, old-school role-playing game, man, those are close to my heart. I love the sort of new school action RPGs that Horizon Zero Dawn is a representative of. I, I'm really into that kind of kinetic action-based combat when done well, when done as well as Horizon does it and gives me that role-playing game sense of progression. But I'm progressing a character that is a very specific character in a very specific world instead of one that I've created myself. So I like all of these things, and it's hard for me to go, okay, if I could just make one perfect RPG, one ring to rule them all, what would I do? What would I do? This is a very difficult question. I think ultimately what I would want is certainly a big open world with lots of interaction, lots of things to discover. My favorite thing in role-playing games, and this is one of the reasons that I love Bethesda games is rewards for for going off the beaten path, rewards for exploration and discovery, feeling like I am stumbling upon something that was created by an artisan's hands. I get a lot of joy out of procedurally generated games sometimes, but more, more often I'm interested in what a skilled artist has done, has placed in the world, waiting for me to find some bit of storytelling, some magical cave uh, that's, that's uh, only found by you know, venturing off the beaten path and following my curiosity. Rewarding curiosity is my favorite thing about role-playing games. I, I, can, I can have fun in linear games as well. I can have fun in very focused narrative games. But my favorite role-playing games are those with big, vast open worlds crafted by people that fill out those worlds with lots of stuff. So that's definitely going to be a characteristic. It's going to have orchestral music. It's going to have, you know, you talk about music. What music would you want in it? I'm not skilled enough in the world of music to be able to tell you specifically, but I, I, I want the things to, to get my blood pumping when, when the action rolls around. 
do I want it set in the fantasy realm? Uh, do I want it set in, you know, make it a sci-fi game? Th- those are all things that I would have a hard time narrowing down because I love all of those kinds of genre settings. I like the idea of a role-playing game that isn't more orcs and elves. I like venturing outside the realm of Tolkien. I like being a little more interesting and, and unique than that. Uh, I'm a big fan of the book series written by Brandon Sanderson called The Stormlight Archive. There's only, what, two volumes so far? The Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. Uh, The third book comes out this November called Oathbringer. Anyway, these books, I think, create a really interesting world, and I've been wanting them to become a video game for a long time. I think they would make an incredible MMO, actually. I could go into a whole reason why, but I won't. Uh, (laughs) So I love this fictional, magical, perfect role-playing game of mine to be some setting and some style that is big in genre and includes lots of cool, fantastical elements, but is unique and different and not the same old stuff. And I guess combat, combat is the tough one because I love turn-based, I love action. I think ultimately what I would want is is turn-based. I think honestly Fallout does such a great job of, of giving you options in both ways, you know, making this kind of action-y, shooter-y game, but also the VAT system lets you make it turn-based. So maybe something along those lines? I don't know. The, too many options! I just want the game to be excellent and deep and interesting and well-crafted and visually gorgeous and perfect in nearly every way and surprise me. You know, is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask, Zed? <laughs> okay, finally, here's a question from a user known as Relationship News that puts me on the spot. Are you just going to be just talking about video games all of the time? Or are you just going to get into something new? Because I feel like um, when you're making the um, video game things, not everybody's going to be interested in just video games. I thought you could do more. Hey, thanks for the call in. I appreciate it. It sounds like you're interested in hearing my thoughts about things more than just video games. And... Maybe I haven't done a good enough job in mentioning this because I assume people that hear me here know me already, but I do a lot of different shows. Uh, This is just one of them. Newest, latest, best for now is focused on gaming, video games, board games. But if you want to hear me talk about other topics, there are a variety of other shows all available for your listening pleasure. If you want to hear me talk about movies and television shows, I do the Slash Filmcast, which you can find at SlashFilmcast.com. I talk about science, and I do a comedy show with my co-host Anthony Carboni over at We Have Concerns. If you want to hear me talk about the most wide variety of topics, that's the show to do it. Wehaveconcerns.com. We hit a whole bunch of stuff. Stories are submitted by listeners, and we improvise our way through discussions about them. It leads us to a whole bunch of different topics. We kind of start in a science or sociology or anthropology kind of place and we end up with hopefully learning something and making you laugh so check that out at wehaveconcerns.com and hopefully those shows will uh, scratch the itch you're talking about but thanks for listening i'll talk to you tomorrow